Pastor Lau and Pastor Dala Haperset would like to welcome you to the following message from New Hope International Church in Seattle, Washington. Here is Pastor Lau's anointed teaching that will change your life with love, hope, and peace in Jesus Christ. And now, Pastor Lau. I'm so thirsty. Thank you. So just want to encourage all of you, don't just live in America for a big house, nice car, and for, to please your own flesh, but live your life for the kingdom. Amen. The things in this world will pass away. Houses will pass away. Everything will pass away. But one day, we will be in heaven for eternity. So what you do on earth for his kingdom will be stored up in heaven. And that one, no one can steal, no one can rob from you. You will have your rewards. You will live in heaven with great rewards because you live your life on earth for the kingdom of God. Amen? And at the same time, while you're on earth, while you're serving the Lord, you are doing the work of God. God noticed that you need to give, you need to help people, you need to minister to people. So what he does is to give you more grace, more anointing, more money, more materials so that you can bless other people. God has the way to bring things into your hand to be able to bless other people, to become a miracle to other people. But if you live selfishly for yourself, you're going to just live in that selfishness and nothing going to grow. And you're going to face a lot of trouble because selfishness will bring corruption. But live your life for other people. I just want to encourage all of you in Orange County to really pull up your sleeve, commit yourself to build the house of God. You have only one life to live, okay? Make a big difference in this generation. And then the blessing will go to the thousand generation to come. Your kids will be blessed. Your children will be blessed. Now we are come to the third generation in the church. Start from... Our kids, and now we have grandkids, and all of them have been blessed. All of our children in the church are blessed in their work. Our grandchildren, all the grandchildren in the church are so blessed, doing well, very obedient, love the Lord. We are coming to the third generation now. So I'm so glad that I and Pastor Da pull out our life to build the churches all this year. Amen. Just want to encourage you from my own personal experiences. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Today, I would like to talk about the life that God wants to give to you. Before I preach, I'd like to clarify some terminology first, and then we will go on because some of the term, some of you are new believers, some of you may be old believers but have no idea about what the Bible talks about. So I just want to settle the definition of a few words before I preach. One of the words that I want to talk about is the word the flesh. The word the flesh in the Bible means the work of sinful nature in our life. We have the flesh, we have the lust of the eyes, we have the desire of our stomach, we have the desire to be rich, to be selfish, to do all kind of selfish thing and sinful thing. We're still living in the body that has the sinful desire. And the Bible used the word, the flesh. Another word is the word, the Holy Spirit or the Spirit. That is the Spirit of God. Another word that I would like to talk about is the word, the law. When the Bible used the word, the law, it means the law in the Old Testament. Moses received ten commandments from the Lord. And he wrote down all the laws in that generation. And the Lord commanded the children of Israel to follow the laws. It's the law in the Old Testament. Another word that I want to clarify is the word grace. G-R-A-C-E. The word grace means you don't deserve what you're going to get. But by the mercy of God, He reached out to you and gave you what you don't deserve. And according to the Bible, what he gives you, first thing is his son. Jesus, the son of God, is the manifestation of the grace of God. 
We all sinners. We all rebellious people. Before we got saved, we all disobey God. Actually, what we deserve is punishment and problems, curses, sins, and all kind of problems because we commit sin. But by His grace, He sent Jesus as a person, and that is the grace of God in the person. He came down to die for us, shed the blood for us, forgive our sin. And after Jesus went up to heaven, He still showed His grace again by sending the Holy Spirit to be with us. So the work, the grace today, in the past was Jesus. Now today is the presence of the Holy Spirit in our life to help us, to lead us, to teach us. So the word grace is the presence of the Holy Spirit. That's why the Holy Spirit names is the Spirit of Grace. He is here to help us, to strengthen us and empower us. So all this word we need to understand, so that we can understand what I'm going to preach today. Okay, read from Second Corinthians chapter four, verse ten. Second Corinthians chapter four, verse ten. We're going to talk about life here. When I talk about life, oh, before I do that, let me read John chapter ten, verse ten. The thief does not come except to steal and to kill and to destroy. I have come that they may have life, and that they may have it more abundantly. Jesus came to give us life, not human life, but the life of God. So a, the life of God that is full of love, full of faith. Full of prosperity, full of strength, God's kind of life, and God's kind of life. The Bible uses the word more abundantly. Do you understand the word abundant mean? You know the word enough. Enough mean enough. You have just enough, not more than, not not lacking, not more than what you need. You just have enough to pay your bill. You have enough strength to work eight hours a day, and when you come home, you just collapse under. On the couch and watch TV. That is enough for you to go to work. But the Bible uses the word abundantly. The word abundant means more than enough. God wants to give us more abundantly, which means more than, more than enough. God wants to give us more than, more than enough joy, more than, more than enough peace, more than, more than enough strength. More than, more than enough health. More than, more than enough good family. More than, more than enough wisdom, opportunities, open doors, grace, favor from people. I and Pastor Dad receive a lot of abundant favor all the time. Everywhere we go, we got a lot of favor from God and favor from people. Super abundant. That's the reason Jesus came into the world for. It's the inheritance we receive on earth. Here is the promise of God belong to us. But Jesus did not say this way. He did not say that they will have life and have it more abundantly for sure. He used the word that they may. You understand English word may. May have life, and that they may have it more abundantly. May it means. You may not have it. It's available to you, but you may not have it. Some Christians have it. Some Christians don't have it. What are the differences? Why some Christian experiences a lot of super abundant life, and some just sad, could not sleep, poor, sick all the time. They don't have the life that Jesus came to give them. It means that. There must be some part that we need to do, some part that we need to tap in. God did His part. Jesus died on the cross. Jesus shed His blood. Jesus gave us is available. But what we're gonna do today, tonight, gonna be one of the lesson that you're gonna learn how to tap in the super abundant life for sure. We need to tap in that super abundant life. Now let me look at the word life in the Bible together. 
super abundant life, the life of God. How many people want to have the life of God? How many people want to be healthy, live a long life? How many people want to be prosperous? Want to have a lot of wisdom? How many people have a lot of joy instead of taking trazodone and amitriptyline? How many people want to have a lot of grace and favor from God? Amen. I want to live a super abundant life more and more. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. In Second Corinthians chapter four, verse ten, before it comes to this scripture, the apostle Paul talk about he faced trouble and hardship. He was pressed by all the side, but he was not crushed. He was knocked down or struck down, but he was not destroyed. He faced all kind of hardship, but he never gave up. He stand in faith, and by the end. Of that part, verse 10, he say, "Always caring about in the body the dying of the Lord Jesus Christ, that the life of Jesus, the soe, the super abundant life of Jesus, also may be manifested in our body." Paul say that even though we face persecution and hardships and all this stuff, he say that he share the suffering of Jesus. But on the other side, he has the life of Jesus in him, the life of Jesus. Actually, another scripture in Second Corinthians, he called the physical body as a vessel, earthly vessel, that contained the treasure. What is a treasure inside us in this body, in this earthly vessel? What is that? What is the treasure that gives life to this body? We have that potential on the inside of us. The life of God is inside us. That's what Second Corinthians chapter four say. We have treasure inside this earthly vessel. Let's look at Romans chapter eight, verses nine and ten. But you are not in the flesh, but in the spirit. If indeed the spirit of God dwells in you. Now, if anyone does not have the spirit of Christ, he is not his. And if Christ is in you, the body is dead because of sin, but the spirit is life because of righteousness. Paul talk about life and death. Paul talk about the flesh and the spirit. Yes, we have the physical body. But if we truly born again, if you are really a born again Christian, if some people may confess they are Christian, but they are not, they are not truly born again. But if you are really truly born again Christian, the Spirit of God will live on the inside of you. God will give the Spirit of life. Everyone say Spirit of life. The Holy Spirit who live on the inside of you is the Spirit of life. But thank God, He did not only give the Spirit a little bit on the inside, but the Bible talk about being filled with the Holy Spirit. We can be filled with the Holy Spirit. In Acts chapter two, the disciple were in the upper room, and the Holy Spirit came on them. They were filled with the power and with the Holy Spirit, so they can serve God fruitfully. They can have a victorious life. They were filled with the Holy Spirit. So as believer. We need to seek to be filled with the Holy Spirit. That's what we're g o i n g to do tonight. We're g o i n g to get you filled with the Holy Spirit. Every born again child of God has the Spirit on the inside. But we should not just stop at only have the dwelling of the Holy Spirit. We should be filled with the Holy Spirit all the time, more and more, more and more of the filling of the Holy Spirit. And our body, Paul said that our body. This body is dead. He said the body is dead because this body is affected by sin. We are affected. The flesh is affected by sin. So this body is in the process of aging. How many people in this room say I will never age? No one in this room. I'm aged too. I'm aging too. We're getting older, and it's in the process of death. One day this body. Gonna die, is that right? Because this body is affected by sin, so we are aging. But thank God, 
when the spirit of God lives on the inside of us, He gives us life. God never promised that everyone on earth who is a Christian can live forever on earth. The Bible only promised that we can have a long life, long fruitful life. In Psalm chapter 91, verse 16, with long life, I will satisfy him and show him my salvation. I don't know about you. I want to live a long life because I want to be with my wife on earth as husband and wife longer than other people. Amen. I want to be with her because in heaven we will not be husband and wife anymore. We will be brother and sister. But on this earth, I want to live a long life. I'm thinking about 120 years. Pastor Dad doesn't agree with me. She said too long. <laughs> 120 years. My lawyer, my attorney to wrote our will. He is a Jewish man. And he asked me, how long you plan to live? I just answered him, 120 years old. And he said, oh, wow, this is interesting. Because in the Jewish culture, the way they bless each other when they say happy birthday, they don't say happy birthday in the Jewish culture. They say 120 years. That's how the Jewish people bless each other. Because 120 years is recorded in the book of Genesis that after the flood, God gave humanity. Before that, it was 500 years, 600 years. But after the flood, God said the maximum time to live on earth is 120 years. So that's why the Jewish people bless each other during birthday. Hi, may God give you 120 years. But why don't you turn to the person next to you? Why God, God give you 120 years. Amen. But it's not but it's not 120 years with sickness, with back pain, with Alzheimer and memory deficit. We're gonna live 120 years in super abundant life with good memory, with good voice, still fruitful, amen, still strong, still good memory, good eyesight. Interestingly, Pastor Da, now her eyesight is better than young people. She sees everything so clear. That is the blessing of God. Amen. Uh, the brother and sister wear glasses, but she still have very clear eyesight. You see, God can give you super abundant life, long, long life. One of the sentences Apostle Paul say is this. Our outward man is perishing. We're getting older. Our outward man. But the inward man is renewed day by day. When we are born again, our body is not born again. Our body is still under the influence of the sinful nature. That's why sometimes when you look at the food and you're already full and you eat maybe bun thit neung or fur and you eat one bowl and you say, I need another bowl. Your stomach still need more bowl. You are in the flesh, you still desire more things to please your flesh. Your body is not born again yet, but your spirit is born again. And when you're born again, the Holy Spirit comes in and lives inside your spirit. That's why your spirit is being renewed every day. Do you notice that if you follow God faithfully this year, your spirit has more faith than last year. Your spirit is stronger than two years ago. You're getting better in your spirit. Get stronger. You're one day... Denman gonna notice that when he sing and play piano, more anointing in you because the spirit inside you get renewed, get better and better every year. Even though you get older, it's amazing that he told me he is some that age, but he looked like just forty years old. God's spirit give him life in his mortal body. Amen. But thank God, even though one day we all gonna die physically. But thank God, on that day, when the trumpet sounds, the spirit who raised Jesus from the dead going to come in and into our body. And we're going to have a brand new body, like 18 years old. No more white hair, no more wrinkle, no plastic surgery. You don't have to fly to Korea to do the big nose. The reason I say that because a lot of Thai movie stars fly to Korea to do 
plastic surgeon in Korea. You don't need to fly to Korea to the plastic surgeon in Korea because you're going to have a brand new body on that day when Jesus come back to give you the real renewed body. Right now, our body is still under the sin, the effect of sin. First Thessalonians chapter 4, verses 16 to 17 say, For the Lord himself will descend from heaven with a shout and with the voice of an archangel and with the trumpet of God, and the dead in Christ will rise first. Then we who are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And thus we shall always with the Lord. On that day, a new body and we will be with the Lord for eternity. First Corinthians chapter 15, 52 to 53, this is going to happen in the twinkle of the eyes. It doesn't take a long plastic surgery. Just like this. Plastic surgeon may take three hours to stretch your face, to liposuction, get this out. It may take a while to do plastic surgery. But for God, it's a twinkle of the eye. In the moment, in the twinkling of an eye, at the last trumpet, for the trumpet will sound and the dead will be raised incorruptible. No more, in, no more corruption in the body. No more death, no more aging. And we shall be changed for the corruption must be put on incorruption. And this mortal must be put on immortality. This is a good news for the believer. One day, we're going to have a beautiful, brand new body. Our skin will look like a baby all the time. We will not have wrinkles. We will not have all kinds of sickness and disease. And our new body will not be subject to sickness, disease, death, or anything. We don't need healing at that time when we go to heaven. When we have a brand new body in the twinkle of the eyes. Are you glad? Plastic surgeon going to be out of the job on that day. Amen. Including me too. The neurosurgeon will be out of the job. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now, this is the way God works. How many people have bought the house before? When you are buying a house, you look for a good house, you like it, they say $200,000. Then the owner will ask for earnest money. Is that right? They just want to make sure that you're going to come back to buy it for sure because otherwise they won't sell to somebody else. But because you say, give me three weeks to get the loan, then earnest money, we make sure you're going to come back to buy because earnest money or guarantee money. Let's look at Ephesians chapter 1, 13 to 14. In him, you also trusted after you heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, in whom also having believed, you were sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise. Interesting. The Bible called the Holy Spirit of promise. What is a promise? Super abundant life. Brand new body, eternal life, no sickness, no disease, prosperity, divine health, the promise of God. Who, who is the guarantee? The Holy Spirit is the guarantee or the earnest money of our final inheritance until the redemption of the purchased possession to the praise of His glory. So, the Holy Spirit is the spirit of life. The spirit of promise, the spirit of grace has been given to us as the earnest guarantee of the final inheritance. Brand new body, no more sickness, no more cry, no more curses, no more tears. But today, the Holy Spirit inside us work in that direction to us to have a glimpse of inheritance, have a mini dose of the inheritance, have the Experience of a, some amounts of the final inheritance in heaven. Now when you are weak, you can experience the strengthened work of the Holy Spirit. You can experience the life-giving power of the Holy Spirit. There is an English word I want to explain to you. When I use that word, you understand what I mean because many of us are international here. The word quickening. The Bible used the word quickening. The word quickening means somebody quickens or give life to you, make you stronger, make you alive. When the Holy Spirit come in, He make your spirit alive. Amen? 
you become a new person. Before you came to know Jesus, you were in darkness. I remember I got saved 32, 33 years ago. Before that, as a young man, I was in darkness. I was so prideful. I tortured my wife and my. This is my. I will have only one girlfriend and my one wife. She was my girlfriend since she was 15 years old. I tortured her all the time. I offend her all the time. I don't know why she bear with me. I think she is wise to keep me along. Holy Spirit. I was in darkness. I was selfish. I was so full of sin. I did not know God and make a lot of mistake. But when the Spirit of God came into my spirit, He shined the light in me, like Paul said in 2 Corinthians 4:10, the life of God in me, the Holy Spirit give life inside me, start to quicken my mind, quicken my emotion, quicken my body, give life to my spirit to start to have that. Deposit money or the earnest money to experience a mini dose, a small dose of what I can experience in heaven for eternity, the final inheritance. Romans chapter eight nine to eleven say, but if you are not in the flesh but in the spirit, if indeed the spirit of God dwells in you, now if anyone does not have the spirit of Christ, he is not his. And if Christ is in you, the body is dead because of sin. The body is. Aging, but the spirit is life because of righteousness. But if the spirit of Him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, everyone, point to yourself. Dwell in me. He who raised Christ from the dead will also give life, quicken, give life to your mortal bodies through His Spirit who dwells. In you, the Holy Spirit is the one who gives super abundant life to you. He can quicken your mind, quicken your body, quicken your emotion, quicken your finances, quicken your relationship. He is working right now. You have the experience of the life of God in you. This scripture means two things. Number one, when you die. And Jesus come back. The same Holy Spirit who raised Jesus from the dead will raise your body out of the ground and quicken that body to be a new body. That is the end. But today, while we are living in physical body, which is tired, which is sometimes weak, sometimes lack of strength, sometimes jet lag. How many people experience jet lag? I don't like jet lag at all. I, it's terrible. Oh. When you fly to another land and you have to do something and you feel so sleepy, you cannot even keep your eyes open. Sometimes you face long hours of work that you feel that how long I can go on like this. Sometimes I have to do surgery for six hours, and just stand there, no drink, nothing, no water, no food, standing for six hours. Pressure. Who give me strength? Who give me idea what to do in surgery? Cut here, cut here, open there, or go in this direction. Who give me life? When you have to work ten hour shift, you tired. Oh, like for me, sometimes I'm on call for three days straight: Friday, Saturday, Sunday. And they call me every single night. Wake up at 2 a.m. Go to the emergency room. I'm tired. Who give me the life and the strength and the power to preach on Sunday after lacking sleep for two days? The Holy Spirit. When I go to Thailand, and lately it's getting more and more. When I first went there, 30 people show up in a small room in a small house. Next meeting, 50 people. Next meeting, 150 people, and then 200 people, and then 300 people. Last trip to Thailand a couple months ago, 1,400 people. People sit on the floor everywhere. Not enough seat. And everybody get lay hand on by me, and cast out demon too. How can a man like me walk around lay hand on 1,400 people, lay hand on every single head, who give me strength? And when I will, I lay hand and laugh too, <laughs> so happy, and and keep on going, cast out demon, heal the sick, and see miracle happen. Who give that strength to me? Who give that life to my mortal body? The Holy Spirit. 
I was filled with the Holy Spirit, and I was able to handle preaching in the jet lag body, lay hand on the sin of people, and some people they don't have mercy on me. They come two times. They don't have mercy on me at all. I remember their face. I remember you. You come second time. You have no mercy on me. So keep praying. Who give that strength to me? You know, I experience the power of the Holy Spirit, the life-giving power of the Holy Spirit. You can experience the same thing. You don't need to be look like an old tired man. Walk around like this. You don't need to walk like this. I'm a Christian. God is so good. <laughs> you don't need to do like that. You can walk around with your chest up, bright eyes, smiling, look happy, glorious on your body, on your face, because the same Spirit gives glory. Give power, give life to your mortal body. Amen. Do you notice that many of your friends now that have you have been filled with the Holy Spirit, they tell you that you look younger than age. How many people experience that? They say that you look younger than age. How many people notice that you are more beautiful than before? You don't need to spend five five thousand dollars to do any plastic surgery. You look more beautiful, not beautiful because you have nice makeup, but because. The glory of the Lord, the life of God is on you. <laughs> Amen. Hallelujah. You don't need to stay weak. You can be strengthened by the Holy Spirit. You can be strong. You can be depressed a day, and then you quicken the Holy Spirit. You just stir up the Holy Spirit, and then you ha 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 ho 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 ho. Some of you may not be able to sleep for years after you feel with the Holy Spirit. You sleep like a baby every night. You are just restful, and you're full of energy when you wake up in the morning. He quickens you, He strengthens you, He gives life to you, He heals you, He just gives you grace. He gives you so much wisdom how to handle things in this mortal body and in this limited mind. That's why the Holy Spirit is so important to you. I feel so bad for Christians who go to church who never heard the word Holy Spirit even one time in their life. They never been educated about Holy Spirit. They never know how to tap into the Holy Spirit. They never know how to be filled with the Holy Spirit. They miss a lot on this earth because the Holy Spirit was given to us on this earth as an earnest. As a guarantee of the inheritance to come, and we can experience a glimpse of heaven, a glimpse of power on earth here by the Spirit of Life, by the person called the Holy Spirit. Therefore, the pastor, I need to educate my member about the work of the Holy Spirit. The camp next year in Seattle, I'm going to start to teach the sermon series called "Led by the Spirit." So next year we're going to learn more about the Holy Spirit, and it's interesting when Jesus talk about Holy Spirit in the Bible, he typifies Holy Spirit as living water, living water. One time at the well, he met a woman from Samaria. He start to talk to her about getting water. Can I have a water to drink? The conversation went on, and you see what happened here in John chapter four, verse ten. Jesus answered and said to her, "If you knew the gift of God, which means Him, Jesus, and who it is who you say to give me a drink, you would have asked Him, and He would have given you living water." What is the living water? Verses eleven to fourteen. The woman said to him, "Sir, you have nothing to draw with, and the well is deep. When then do you get that living water? Are you greater than our father Jacob, who gave us the well and drank from it himself, as well as his sons and his livestock?" Jesus answered and said to her, "Whoever drinks of this water will thirst again." But whoever drinks of the water that I shall give him will never thirst. But the water that I shall give him.
which means the Holy Spirit, will become in him a fountain of water springing up into everlasting life. The end of inheritance is a new body, no death, no sickness, no curse. But now we have the living water springing up to give life, to give us God's kind of life, super abundant life. The Bible talk about rivers and water representing the Holy Spirit again and again in Revelation chapter 22, verses 1 to 3. And he showed me a pure river of water of life, clear as crystal, proceeding from the throne of God and the, of the Lamb. In the middle of its street and on either side of the river was a tree of life which bore twelve fruits, each tree yielding its fruit every month. And the leaves of the tree were for the healing of the nations. And there shall be no more curse, but the throne of God and the Lamb shall be in it, and his servant shall serve him. The Bible talks about rivers of living water. Revelation chapter 22, verse 17. And the Spirit and the bride say, Come, and let him who hears say, Come, and let him who thirsts come. Let him take the water of life freely. To receive the Holy Spirit is free. But you need to do what? You need to be thirsty. You need to be desperate. You need to be hungry for the things of God. If you say, I have everything. Money, I have a good job, I have a nice family. I have everything. I don't need anything. I'm fine. You're not thirsty. You're not going to seek the Holy Spirit. You will not press in to have more Holy Spirit. That is the reason why sometimes preaching this kind of message in this Western world that's full of material, full of Medicare and all the programs that people can depend on the government is very hard for people to accept because they don't need Holy Spirit. When you preach this in the third world country, people don't have any system to support them. They cry now to run to the front and want the Holy Spirit. Because they're desperate, they're thirsty for the help of the Holy Spirit. My dear brother and sister, even though we live in America, we should not have that mentality. I'm fine. I'm okay. I don't need what you're talking about. I have money in the bank. I have a good job. I'm fine. The government will take care of me. My husband will take care of me. No, you need the Holy Spirit because the government cannot give you good health. The government cannot give you joy. The government cannot make your body strong. Is that right? You need the Holy Spirit who can give life. Give you the super abundant life. John chapter 7, 37 and 38. On the last day, that great day of the feast, Jesus stood and cried out, saying, If anyone thirsts, who thirsts in this room? I'm thirsty. Let him come to me and drink. You need to come to him. You need to be thirst to come to him. He who believes in me, as the scripture has said, out of his heart will flow rivers of living. Rivers. Rivers. Many kinds of life. Healing, wisdom, all kinds of rivers. Amen. If you are thirsty, you will receive Rivers of living water. My dear brother and sister, very simple. You need to be thirsty. You need to cry out to God. You need to drink. You need to receive. If you're not thirsty, God will not help you. God cannot help you. Because God is a gentleman. He will not break your door in and try to give something to you that you don't want. He's a gentleman. He's a gentle God. If you are not thirsty, he will say, okay, whatever. I'm not going to bother you. But if you thirst and you ask, it will be given to you. Amen. Amen. I just got the email this morning when I woke up from Japan. A medical student, last year medical student. In that email, she said that she has hip pain for many years. One time she prayed and commanded the pain to go away. And it went away for a few months and it came back again. So she gave up, went to see chiropractor, went to see doctors. And 
she kind of eventually she said, "I'm so young. I'm only 20 something years old. I'm gonna go into the residency training. I don't want to have this hip hip pain as a young girl, young woman. I need to be healthy to walk in the hospital." She began to get thirsty for God's help. Suddenly, God told her, "Turn on the sermon of Pastor Lau in the podcast." So she turned on the podcast and just picked one sermon. While she was listening, listening with thirst, suddenly she feel nauseated, feel like want to throw up, and she said, "What's going on with me? Why I feel like throwing up?" And then the Holy Spirit told her, "Don't quit listening. Demon is coming out of you." So she began to vomit out and cough out the evil spirit. In one second, the hip pain was gone, and she emailed me and say, "Thank." God for your teaching in the internet, and you know why she got that healing? Why she get the reverse of healing to come into her life and kick out the bad stuff out of her? Because she was thirsty enough. She did not depend only on the medication and chiropractor. She wanted to depend on the life-giving Holy Spirit. The life-giving Holy Spirit can give life to your hip. To your eyes, to your ears, to your nose, to your liver, to your kidney, to any cell of your body, can give life to your mind and your memory. Wow, he's so good. He's made a million dollar check. Amen. Yeah. If I want to write a one million dollar check and say who come first get first, I believe you all, all of you are gonna run and step on each other like a Black Friday night. <laughs> one Black Friday, one person die. Because after they open the door, everyone go in, and one man who's kind of sick fell down, and everyone step on him, and he died. Because he just want to get a 25% off. That same Holy Spirit, the whole Holy Spirit, not half of the Holy Spirit, not different Holy Spirit, is living on the inside of you. He lived in the life of Jesus at that time. In Acts chapter 10, verse 38, how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth. With the Holy Spirit and with power, who went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed by the devil, for God was with him. Jesus was so full of the Holy Spirit. The reverse of God not only quickened your in inside, not only give life to your mortal body. When you see the picture of reverse, reverse working, cooking inside, moving, and not only that, it flow out. Of you, touch other people, heal other people, give life. If you are the husband, you're so full of the Holy Spirit. You lay hand on your wife, you give life to your wife. You lay hand on your kids, you give life to your kids. It flow out of you. Thank God, the Holy Spirit is not only working in you, but flowing out of you. Amen. I'm writing the sermon called "You Are a Miracle." God showed me that we all should be a miracle to somebody. Amen. And how can you be a miracle without the power of the Holy Spirit? Amen. Amen. So you go everywhere, and the rivers of water run out of you, just flowing, touch people, healed, get touched. A gentleman who just came to our church, he was almost at the end of divorce, and he came. He got saved. He come out to be prayed for. The Holy Spirit hit him. Now he came to me, see me, and said he repented. He want to reconcile to his wife now. That miracle, the Holy Spirit that touched the man, turned him around and gonna restore his family. Amen? Amen. You can be a miracle because the rivers of God will work on the inside of you. Who make the deaf hear when Jesus pray for them? The Holy Spirit. Who make the dumb speak? When Jesus ministered to them, the Holy Spirit, who make the blind see when He ministered to the blind, the Holy Spirit, who stopped the wind when He command the wind to stop, the Holy Spirit, the same Holy Spirit that give life to all the sick people, heal the leper, raise the dead, is the same Holy Spirit that live in the inside of you today. The problem is that many Christians. Don't know the Holy Spirit. Many Christians don't know the function or the ministry of the Holy Spirit. Many Christians don't even know how to tap in to the Holy Spirit, how to stir up the Spirit inside you to work for you. That's what you get trained in the church. 
you get trained by your leaders. When I lay hand on you, you learn how to hook up to the Holy Spirit in the meeting here. When you get out there to your workplace, to your school, you learn how to hook up to the Holy Spirit out there. You see what I mean? You learn how to tap into that living water. Let the living water splash on you on a daily basis. Everywhere you go, the Holy Spirit splash on you, fill you, flow in you. You learn how to ignite the power of the Holy Spirit on the inside of you. How do you, can you do that? Very simple. Number one, you need to believe that the Holy Spirit is inside you. Two, you need to have fellowship with Him. Talk to Him. Three, you need to have a heart of thirst and seeking. You need to humble yourself. The Bible says God gives grace to the humble. Grace is the presence of the Holy Spirit, the work of the Holy Spirit. You need to humble yourself. Oh God, I may be a smart man. I may know all the Bible. I can be preaching very well, but I'm sorry, I cannot preach by my own strength. I need your Holy Spirit to help me to preach. When I step into the meeting, revival meeting, I right away hook up to the Holy Spirit, listen to Him. When I perform the surgery, I listen to the Holy Spirit all the time. I hook up to the Holy Spirit and I stir up the Holy Spirit on the inside of me to give life to my mind so that I know exactly what to do. When I put the x-ray up to look at the MRI, stir up the Holy Spirit to tell me exactly what I need to do, what type of surgery. Amen? Amen. All the time, you tap in by faith, by humility, by seeking, by yielding, by searching Him, by saying, God, I ask you to help me. I'm thirsty for your help. When you are tired, you say, Holy Spirit, quicken me. I believe you quicken me. And within a few seconds, you feel different. Wow. Why get this energy back? Because the Holy Spirit quickens your body. Amen? And that is the lifestyle that we should live. Mark chapter 11, verse 24. Therefore, I say to you, Whatever things you ask when you pray, believe that you receive them and you will have them. You tap into the Holy Spirit by faith, by yielding, by seeking, asking, recognizing that He is the life giver. It may not happen overnight. It may not happen in one second. But you keep pressing in, seeking, drawing from the well the fountain on the inside of you and say, God, I need you. Feel me. I want to drink right now. I remember one time, one time I went to, at that time I just so new to the Holy Spirit. Maybe only a couple of years I start to learn about the Holy Spirit. And I want to know more about the Holy Spirit. I want to be filled with the Holy Spirit because I've noticed my Christian life was not going in anywhere. So much of the flesh, so much of the problem. And one of the very great preachers came to Seattle. This man knows how to move in the Holy Spirit. He already passed away. At that time, he was an older gentleman. He, he was walking like older gentleman. He was, then after he preached, he began to lay and go out into the seat and lay hand on people. And when he lay hand, people get touched by God. This man is very anointed, okay? Much more anointing than me. He's like a thousand times more than me. He just walked, and then I was sitting at, in that corner, and that side of the building, in the front two seat. And he, he walked by the central aisle, and he's going to walk to my eye to lay hand on people. Then he changed his mind, he turned around. I said, oh, not fair. Why you turn back? You come to my, my row, lay hand on me. I was thinking that way. That's not fair. He, really, he did not come back. He said, walk away. And he said, are you discriminating me? Oh, no, I'm just kidding. I was thinking, God, this is not fair. I came to receive the Holy Spirit from this minister. Suddenly, God revealed to me or remind me, John chapter 7, if you thirst, you drink. You thirst, you drink. So suddenly, I pull out my spiritual straw. People don't see because it's spiritual. He was walking away. I pulled out my spiritual straw. I begin to just draw 
not uh, not lemonade. The living water within ten seconds by my spirit by faith. I draw suddenly Holy Spirit hit me. He really hit me. That is the first time in my life that I got drunk in the Holy Spirit. He hit me so hard I fell on the ground and I got drunk. I was drunk and I, I, I was drunk with alcohol one time in my life and never again. After I finished the high school, Pastor Dad did not know that I hang out with friends, drank alcohol that day. I got drunk, I could not walk, I was like crazy, I really have a hard time trying to walk and try to talk. That day, exactly the same, it's so different in the sense that it was so full of joy, I was loving, I was so full of the presence of God on my body, I was so full of energy and life, I was drunk, I could not get up, I just crawl on the floor, drunk in the Holy Ghost, and... At by around 10.30, everyone left the room because the service is, was over. I was still on the floor. And the uh, um, custodian come in to close, turn off the light and clean up the room. Pastor Da still waiting for me. What happened to my husband? I was still drunk and laughed and could not get up and walk. Eventually, uh, my daughter and I don't remember who come and Hold me like this. Get into the car. I was still drunk. Got into the car. I was drunk in the car. I got back home. I could not get up on the stair. I was still drunk and drunk for hours because I was touched by the Holy Spirit. I was so thirsty to the point that God, tonight if I did not get the Holy Spirit, I'm not going to leave. You must have that kind of thirst and desperation. Amen? You cannot come to God like with the attitude, whatever. If you touch me, okay. I don't care. Questera, Sarah, whatever will be, will be. If you touch me, it's good. If you don't touch me, it's okay. I go home. With that attitude, you don't get anything. Because he said, if you thirst, you will drink and you will receive the rivers of life, rivers of living water. Amen? And your life will never be the same. You're going to start to walk in the newness of life. The Holy Spirit will quicken you every day. Renew you every day. Renew your mind. Renew even your love with your wife. You feel, wow, now I love my wife more. You need to put your husband into the prayer line. So he will... Renew his love for you. Amen? Amen. Hallelujah. You go to church, it used to be like on Sunday you wake up, another Sunday. After you renew, you still fall on fire. You fall in love with Jesus. You wake up on Sunday morning, oh, I want to get up and dress and go to church. Oh, so exciting. Want to worship God. So good. Give life to every part of your life. That's why the devil doesn't like this kind of preaching. Because he knows that if you get touched by the Holy Spirit, you will never be the same. Amen? And keep being filled and being filled and being filled. Who knows tonight, some of us may have some kind of small part of cancer in the body. Maybe breast cancer, maybe brain cancer. And tonight, you don't even know because it's so small, you don't have a symptom. Tonight, the Holy Spirit come in. Touch. Take that away from you. Life come in. Instead of dying next year, you live another 40 years. Amen? Maybe you are on the verge of losing your job. Maybe you are on the verge of getting into financial trouble. Tonight, the Holy Spirit touch you. Bring life into your finances. And you come out from debt. Your life turn around. Have a lot of money to bless the gospel. Things turn around. The Holy Spirit can give life to your new business that he will suddenly give you so much wisdom what to do in your business. Wow, I love the Holy Spirit. He is the answer. He is the life-giving agent from God that gives life to you every part of your life. Amen? Amen. The church would rob the members from blessing if the church only teach the word and then done and go home. The church will not help the members at all if you come into socialize, eat, 
lunch and go home. The, because the most important person that will give life to the members is not the pastor; it's the Holy Spirit. Amen. The word is good, but it's not enough. We need to be filled with the Spirit of the Living God, who is the rivers of living water, who give super abundant life into you. And you, it may not happen overnight, but as you walk in the Holy Spirit for a long time, you will see each year getting better in every area of your life. And that's my and Pastor Da experience in the past many years, 17 years now. We have been in revival for 17 years. Amen? Amen. And if you even want to get about 10,000 elephants to pull me back and stop this, I'd say it's too late. Because the Holy Spirit is so good. I will never quit. Amen? Amen? It's so good. And I love my members, so I want my members to experience the infilling and the quickening of the Holy Spirit. Amen? Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. How many people are thirsty tonight? Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Father, we thank you for teaching us about the rivers of life, super abundant life. Teach us, show us, train us to tap into that river of water. Help us, Lord, to experience the quickening work of the Holy Spirit in our life, in our body, our spirit, our soul, our mind, our family, our finances, in our ministry. Oh Lord, thank you so much for giving us the Holy Spirit. Lord, your church here will be so full of the Holy Spirit all the time. It will not be just a religion or tradition, but the church will be so full of the presence of the rivers of God flowing from the throne of God to give life to all people in the church. The family will get better. Finances will get better. The health will get stronger. They shall live a long life. They shall be stronger in every way. Lord, we thank you, Father. In Jesus' mighty name, hallelujah. We trust that this message is ministered to you. If you would like more information about New Hope International Church or other teaching CDs, please contact us at 206-275-1042. You may also visit our website online at www.NewHopeInternationalChurch.com. I'm so thirsty.
Lord.